Hello, this is Michael James King coming to you from beautiful round town, USA, where a minister was driving his children to church one day and said, and why is it necessary for you to be quiet in church? His youngest daughter thought and then replied, because people are sleeping? <laughs> this is yet another edition of God's Love Club, the podcast that talks about God's divine love and what it means for you today. We, as always, are giving a shout-out to spirit-led believers everywhere and greeting them with a holy kiss. We confess Jesus Christ as our personal risen Lord and Savior, thanking Him for His sacrifice on Calvary, and we look forward to His soon appearing in the clouds. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that Your Holy Spirit anoint us and help us to deliver Your message to Your people today. We ask that Your Spirit of Revelation be upon us and upon them so that they can receive your truth deep into their hearts and spirits and souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, my co-host with the Spirit-led most is the lovely Christy Smith, the darling of Roundtown, USA. Christy is happy and well-adjusted in beautiful downtown Roundtown, where she believes without limits, prays for her family and friends unceasingly, and treats everyone with loving kindness. The title of this podcast today is... More good news. Mm. Hey, Christy. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well in beautiful downtown, round town, the center of the known universe, <laughs> at least in this part of the world. That's right. It's always sunny, which is wonderful, until the temperature creeps up to 90, and then the sun is not quite as enjoyable. <laughs> but the nice thing about it is that you can go 10, 15 minutes and be up in the hills, and it'll that's be a right. beautiful... Sunny day, 75 about degrees. 75 degrees. Yeah, that's very nice. We're going to talk about more good news. And in the world today, everybody can use more good news. Really, yeah. Now, the first good news that people received was the fact that Jesus Christ had paid the price for our sins mm -hmm. by his death on Calvary. Mm -hmm. Jesus died in our place. And if we believe on him and confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, God will forgive us our sins and will be cleansed from our unrighteousness. Therefore, the good news is that we can have contact with God without God killing us. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> very know, good news. In, in the Old Testament, it was a very dangerous thing to get near God because a lot of people just being near God could get themselves killed, just like that guy who touched the ark that was coming back to Jerusalem on a cart. But after Jesus came and paid the price for our sin, when God looks at us, he doesn't see us. He sees Jesus, and he mm -hmm. loves Jesus, and so he's fine. So that was the first good news. The second good news was on the day of Pentecost, where Peter got up and said, This is that which the prophet Joel spake of and testified, meaning being filled with the Holy Spirit again. When God came in a mighty rushing wind and tongues of fire, they were filled filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spake in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And that signified that God was literally dwelling in them, in their bodies. And that was very significant, because that hadn't really happened for the last 4,500 years or so. So that was the second good news. But today, drum roll please, <laughs> we are giving you more good news, and we're telling you about a third and a final finishing experience that God has for each and every person who is listening to this broadcast. And it is the Tabernacle Blessing. Now, the Tabernacle Blessing is kind of the capstone of what God's been doing during the 
Gentile church age. First he started with salvation, then he filled us with his spirit, and we spake in other tongues, we yield one part of our body to God. But now, in the tabernacle blessing, we get filled with the fullness of God, and we yield absolutely everything to him. We don't just yield our tongue, we yield our eyes, we yield our hands, we yield our feet, everything about us. And the good news is it's Christ that lives through us, not us. And so Christ's righteousness becomes our righteousness in a physical form. So you got basically three steps to perfection in the church age. You have salvation, which Jesus purchased for us by his own blood on the cross of Calvary. We have being spirit-filled on the day of Pentecost, which you can receive by simply asking for it. And then you have God's love that comes and fills you to fullness to where you become a manifestation of his actual heart towards the world, just like Jesus was. Yeah. And so that's the good news. There's more. You yes. know, People are saying, how am I going to live this amazing vision that God has given me? Well, it's because God's going to give you himself. God's involved. You got everything you need. Yeah, that's right. And why do we call it the tabernacle blessing? That basically comes from the understanding that in Jewish history, there were three major feasts that the men were required to go to Jerusalem to attend. It was the Feast of Passover, the Feast of Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. And each of those was significant in what God had going on then, but they're also significant because they have a spiritual fulfillment. The Feast of Passover was fulfilled with Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, he was the Lamb of God who was slain, just like the Lamb was slain for the Passover. Yes. His blood protects us from everything evil, from the death that came upon the Egyptians that didn't affect the Israelites. That's symbolic of the blood of Jesus that saves us. Then the Feast of Pentecost is symbolic for being filled with the Spirit, because the Spirit came down on believers on the day of Pentecost, which was the spiritual fulfillment of that feast. And the spiritual fulfillment of the tabernacle feast is God's dwelling places with man. We see that at the end of the book of Revelation, when God says, and now the dwelling place of God is with man, or he says, or the tabernacle of God is with man. The whole point is that what God is going for is what he had before. When he created the earth and Adam and Eve before there was sin, the tabernacle of God, the dwelling place of God was with man. He had his home here on the earth. He walked with Adam in the garden so he could be with humanity. That was his desire. Now, when sin came in, we were separated from God. And all throughout history, God has been doing the works to bring us back to that tabernacle place. And that's what's happening right now in this move of God. It's called the tabernacle blessing because now the dwelling place of God is with man. We get God to live inside of us in a fuller way than we've ever known before. We become one with him. We move by his spirit. We flow by his spirit. No longer is there a need to stop, go into our prayer closet, ask God, what do you want me to do? Wait for the spirit to speak and then come out. It's a constant communion with God that he wants us to have. It's a dwelling place where we are just sensing him and flowing in him all the time and allowing his spirit to manifest through us in whatever way he chooses. Yeah, that's really true. You know, the first thing that God did, he's made us in his image and in his likeness. And so basically, if you saw Adam and Eve in the garden, you saw God. And so his original intent was to manifest himself through us. But because of sin, he couldn't coexist with that. He didn't want to. So he left. And the significant thing about the day of Pentecost is he came back. And not only has he came back, now he wants to fill us with his fullness 
so that we can be a total manifestation of God to not only other believers, but to the people on earth that don't know him. And the tabernacle blessing is basically oneness with God. It's becoming one with God. It's letting God totally take over everything that you are and letting his life live through you. Now, it's not a possession where you're just forced to do what God mm-hmm. wants to do. It's a cooperation. Exactly. It's a it's yielding. It's a yielding to yeah. God. We yield to God. We yield to his nature. And what is his nature? God is love. Mm-hmm. And so when we yield to his nature, what do we become? We become love. And that's why our podcast is called God's Love Club. Because we all acknowledge that there's a pure and holy and righteous love from above that can fill us that can live through us, and that we can become perfected through just loving as God loves. That's right. And it's a God's love club because we're a unit. The club kind of signifies that there's people that are coming together as a group. And anybody that can accept that love of God and wants to accept this beautiful blessing that's coming upon the earth is invited to be a part of that club. And it's not our club. It's the tribe of God in this end times. I think there are a lot of Christians that are a little bit frustrated with the church, you know, like the joke you told at the beginning. Some of us just find it boring. Some of us tend to doze off. Some of us feel like we've gotten to the limit of what we can learn about God in the church setting. Some of us have been frustrated with the legalism. Some of us have been frustrated with the hypocrisy. And I think God is, in this time, developing a new group, so to speak, of Christians that are the post-churched. They're people that believe in God, they're saved, they love him with all their heart, but they've been so frustrated with the church that they've actually come out of it. Yeah. And the sad thing about that is that a lot of those come out of it and they wander away from God, or they get frustrated and turn to other religions, or they just look to worldly things. But what God wants to do is grab a hold of those people that know that there's something more than what they've learned and experienced and take them into the depth of what he has for them. If you find yourself getting frustrated with the normative Christian church, don't be discouraged and don't think that it's because you're waning in your spirituality in any way. Think of it that maybe God is calling you to something that you haven't yet experienced. It doesn't mean you have to leave the church to experience this. I would hope that God will move on people within the church that will stay in the church to transform the church. But if that's not possible, if you feel that you're not getting the freedom to be able to explore God in the things that he's leading you to, where you are, God is inviting you to him. God is inviting you to step into oneness with him and experience him in these different ways that you've probably never considered before. Exactly. What I'm asking you today is, have you received the tabernacle blessing since you believed? And if you haven't, I'm saying there's more good news. (laughs) Because the news is that you can actually be filled with God's love and you can love others with God's love. You know, the Bible says a lot about loving and we try. We try to have a good attitude. We try to treat people with kindness and compassion. But we always find we run short. We run out because our earthly love is limited. We get exasperated. We get cranky, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes we say unkind things. But what if you had access to an unlimited supply of love that never failed? What if you had access to a love that always saw the best in people, that always was for somebody, no matter how much they messed up and how much they struggled? 
you never had a time when you were frustrated. You never had a time when you just wanted to leave it and not even deal with them anymore. Earthly people don't possess that kind of love. Mm -hmm. But the love, the true love from above, the true love from God's heart is unfailing. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It bears all things. That kind of love never fails. And when you're filled with his love, you can love the whole world. I remember when I was filled with the tabernacle blessing and I felt God's love, I could forgive everybody because I loved everybody. I just felt this incredible acceptance of everybody's faults and my faults too. I could love myself yeah, finally too. Yeah, exactly. That's a know? very good point. And I would hug people on the street that I didn't know because I just felt like I loved them. It was an amazing, incredible experience. And I just felt complete. And I felt like God was so near and so present. And it was just effortless. I remember when I spoke in other tongues, I said, is this really what it is? Because it doesn't feel like it's difficult. Yeah. It just flows. And that's how God's love was. It was no problem to love everybody. This is what is available to those who come into the tabernacle blessing. That's right. And what is the tabernacle blessing? If you're questioning whether or not this is what you're experiencing, there are a few things that kind of mark what God is doing in this move that we have observed. Not that we know all of it. We've just seen maybe a portion of it. But the number one main point about it is that Jesus is the Son of God and he is the only way to God. The only way that you can get to God is through the redemption of Jesus. It has to start that way. If that is not the foundation of what you're experiencing in God, then what you're experiencing is not coming from God. It has to be based on the foundation that Jesus is the Christ and he's the only way that we can get to God. Once we've resolved that, we step into the oneness of God that Michael was talking about, that feeling of God inhabiting our entire bodies and yielding to him, not just a portion of us at a time, but just stepping into oneness with him, which takes us into God's domain. When God is living in us in that oneness with him, we just move as he moves and we yes. don't have preconceived notions and he sometimes will move us outside of the realm of what we're used to. He may do things that we don't expect. He may do things that don't make any sense to us, but they always produce the result that he is going for and they always are the motivation of love because that's another point of this tabernacle move. If what you're experiencing in God is marked by a supernatural love, like what Michael was describing, it may not be all the time. It just may be from time to time. It may be between you and another person that you're divinely connected to that you experience that type of agape perfect love all the time without seeing the flaws without getting frustrated it may be that it's people that you were unable to forgive and love you're loving now it may be that people that used to irritate you don't irritate you anymore if you see yourself growing in that manifestation of that real divine love then you're starting to come into tabernacles the other thing is that you are led by the spirit it says in romans that those who are led by the spirit are sons of god i used to read that backwards that those who are sons of god are led by the spirit there are many people who belong to God. There are many believers. There are many people that are his children. But the ones that are the true sons of God are the ones that allow themselves to be led by the Spirit. That means that we don't have our own preconceived notions. We don't even have our own plans. We try to take life moment by moment, being led by the Spirit, going where he tells us to go, letting him make the choices for us and yielding to what he's doing. It's a manifestation of the oneness with God is being led by his Spirit. And then... Another main point is spiritual connection. One of the biggest things that God is doing in this move of tabernacles is he is 
renewing the unity of the body of Christ exactly. to the way he wanted it to be, to the, what we saw in the book of Acts. And we've talked many times on previous podcasts about being Jesus 2.0, about being the manifestation of Jesus to the world through his spirit. When he does that, we kind of step out of this idea that I'm an island, I'm a member of the body of Christ all to myself, and we feel him drawing us to certain people. It could be a group of people that you come together as a family unit, as this type of tribe, even a church. It could be one individual that you're divinely connected to that becomes a divine mate. It could be a friend that you're deeply connected to in a spiritual connection. But spiritual connections are marked by that unconditional love and acceptance, a trust, an innate trust that you feel between them, an ability to see beyond flaws and love them, and a sense of what they need and what they're feeling. Most of the times when you have a spiritual connection, you can sense each other's feelings and emotions, sometimes even thoughts, because God brings you together in such unity because we're each a part of the body of Christ. The body needs to be connected to each other. The body flows together. My right hand and left hand work together. My right foot and left foot work together. That's what God is doing is trying to build his body. And he does that by connecting his people at a very deep level, deeper than we've ever experienced, I believe, outside of this move of God. A lot of people have come out of the churches because they were in some manner not getting what they really desired, and but they're in the wilderness. And the wilderness is not so fun. It's dry, it's hot, it's a wilderness. And in the wilderness, the leeks and garlics of Egypt start to look pretty good. <laughs> but it's because you're in a wilderness. Now, if you actually come out of the church and you go all the way to the promised land and you got milk and honey... The leeks and garlics don't look that great anymore. So we really need to complete the journey that God's put us on. If we've come out of the church and we're searching for more of God, then we need to complete the journey. Now, that's one reason that you're listening to this today is because mm -hmm. you are desperately desiring more of the Holy Spirit in your life. And I'm saying that there is more good news. There is a wonderful place called the Tabernacle Blessing that God has. It's freely given. All you got to do is ask for it and yield to it. You know, when people get saved, there's usually an experience of joy and of reconciliation with God. I remember when I was at Bible Baptist camps, I was in my bunk bed and I gave my heart to the Lord and I physically felt the weight of sin lift over wow. me and the love of God come to me. Hmm. So I had that experience, and then when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I felt the presence of God. You know, I couldn't hardly read the King James Bible. I mean, getting through a paragraph was tough. I just did not understand it. But when God filled me with His Holy Spirit, I could read the Bible, and it made perfect sense to me now. And third step, which is the tabernacle experience, when you're filled with that, you understand what Jesus meant when he said, love one another as I have loved you. Mm -hmm. Because you feel the same type of love that was coursing through him. And it all makes sense now. Yeah. You know, when John talks about loving in his book, it makes sense, you know, because yeah. you have the experience. If you don't have the experience, it's hard to imagine loving to that degree. But if you have the love of God flowing through you and, and dwelling in you, it all makes sense now and you, you can understand how it's possible to love somebody unconditionally mm -hmm. so the good news is that there's this third experience that god wants to bring to his church it's a perfecting experience that will lead to the perfection of the saints 
and it is readily available to you today. All you have to do is ask God to fill you with his love, and then when he does, yield to what he wants to do. You know, love demands expression. Mm -hmm. So when you get filled with the love of God, you're going to want to express that love. You may feel to go do something good for somebody, to say a kind word to somebody, to hug them, even to kiss them. If God is leading you to do that, that love is just going to want to demonstrate itself. And you're going to feel so full of love when it flows through you, you're going to experience what God feels towards that person you're loving. And I'm telling you right now, that is an amazing thing. You realize that God loves that person unconditionally because you feel it. Yes. And then it dawns on you <laughs> that God loves you the same way. Exactly. And all this time that you're thinking that God doesn't really love you in the back of your mind kind of vanishes mm -hmm. because you feel how God feels towards another. And now you know how God feels towards you. Exactly. And you can understand and believe that God would feel that way towards you because you can feel it for someone else. And when God expresses that same love through another person to you, you recognize the focus and the detail that God puts on his love for you when things are done and manifested to you that are straight from God through that person that makes you feel seen and loved. Another thing about the tabernacle experience that we need to be aware of is that it most of the time requires a lot of change in our lives. Yeah. When you became saved, you probably remember that your life changed, your focus changed, you saw it through a different lens, you may have made a shift in careers or relationships or colleges or whatever. When you got filled with the Spirit, all of a sudden there was a new depth to your relationship with God, your prayer time, your understanding of the spiritual gifts. It took you to a different level and things changed in your life. In this experience also, because it is a perfecting of the saints, it's the final work to prepare for eternity, there are a lot of things that God wants to clean up in our lives. The tabernacle blessing is a manifestation of the new heavens and the new earth. What God has prepared for us in the new heavens and the new earth, he's starting to manifest in this tabernacle move. Yes. So we can understand the oneness with God that we're going to have, the divine love that we're going to experience, the way that we'll be led by the Spirit, the way that we'll be divinely connected to people to accomplish his purposes. But for us to attain that perfection, that means that things need to change. And I remember when I really experienced that tabernacle blessing, there was a night when I had asked God a particular question. As I was laying down to go to sleep, I didn't sleep for an hour, and I just felt this intense love and deep connection. I never felt more loved in my life than I felt at that moment. And I was feeling love for others and feeling the love in myself that I know was from God. From that point on, I could feel that my life turned. And it was almost like God gave me a picture of my bedroom at the time. And he told me to clean everything out of the bedroom. And there was one thing left in there that I was allowed to keep in there. And I wanted to hold on to things. And he wanted to clean everything out and rearrange it. And that was very symbolic to me that for me to really walk in the fullness of what he had for me, which I had been praying for for years and desiring for years, for me to be able to really embrace all that he had, I had to let go of everything. And I had to allow him to redirect me. I had to allow him to make changes. I needed to allow him to heal me. That was a big obstacle for me too, is to let go of things that I'd been holding on to that I needed to release to him and allow to be healed. The reason that a dark closet is not dark when you open up the door and the light shines in is because darkness can't live where there's light. 
when you open up the door to a dark closet and the light comes in, there's not a battle between dark and light and see which one's going to overcome. The light always overcomes the darkness. God is the light. We have the darkness. And so when we come to God, the closer we get to him, the more he takes us into the fullness of what he wants us to be. The things that are of us just sort of dissipate. And when we yield to that, we will be able to walk more fully in the light that John talks about. You talked about John. John had an understanding of tabernacles. John spoke in his epistles about the light of God, the love of God, the fellowship yes. with other believers. He understood what God was going for, and he had a taste of it. It's the light of God that as it comes and it removes the darkness, there are things that we're going to have to yield to him and let go of. Now, again, like you said, it's not a possession. God's not going to come in and grab you forcibly and make you change and make you let go of things. It's a yielding. And we're allowed to go as far as we want. And if we only want to yield a few things, then we don't get to experience the fullness. But if we will yield our entire body and our entire lives, we can step into something that's more amazing than we ever imagined. In these latter days, we are coming to an end point we're coming to a culmination of the age where God is about to form the bride of Christ, the perfected body of Christ. And this body of Christ is people that have yielded themselves to God fully. When you yield to God, just like Christy said, you got to deal with stuff. You know, what I see happening is that people are getting filled with the Holy Spirit and His love, and it feels really good. And it's amazing. It's supernatural. And all of a sudden, their Christian walk is energized to an extent that they never thought possible. But if they don't use that grace that they've been given to work on the things that need to be removed from their lives, that need to be dealt with in their lives, then they're kind of wasting the opportunity that God's giving them. We have an opportunity now, while it's yet day, to put away our anger, to put away our envy, to put away our fear, and to put away the things that we need to get rid of. We can do that while it's yet day. We're not really in the thick of it yet. It's a time of grace. It's a time of mercy. It's a time of compassion. And we need to use that as a time that we can open up and deal with the deep things that need to be rectified in our lives so that we become that perfect bride of Christ that God desires. Along with the blessing, there's also some things we need to take care of. You know, if you're an alcoholic, you need to take care of it. You need to let the love of God heal you and put things right in you so that you can leave that drink that's destroying your life and the lives of other people around you. You may have a drug addiction problem because that's the only thing you can feel that depth that you need to feel. But now that God's here and filling mm -hmm. you with his love and giving you the high spiritually that you used to get chemically, you need to give that up. You need to use the grace of God and the love of God in order to strengthen you enough to overcome that addiction. So this is another aspect of the tabernacle experience is a deep healing work of God that's making you whole so that you can be filled with all the fullness of the Godhead. Now, when I say filled with all the fullness of Godhead, what I mean is that the body of Christ taken as a whole right. can be filled with all the fullness of the Godhead. Each of us as individuals are filled by measure, but taken as a group, as a unit, God wants to fill us with the fullness of God so that he can demonstrate himself to the world so that some might be saved. This is what I'm meaning. But even being filled with a part of God is incredible. And taking that part that you're filled with and joining it with another person who's filled with another part exactly. amplifies that. It's exactly. not one plus one is two. It's a 
exponential. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exponential Ex- logarithmic, you know. Yeah, and, and there's a depth to life that you can experience. And the more people you add to that, the more you yield to how the Holy Spirit wants to move things, the more beautiful that can be. The wonderful thing about the tabernacle movement is that it's coming on the entire world to individuals. Exactly. Whereas before there was a move of evangelism where there would be preachers that would be preaching to sometimes thousands of people and offering salvation or the spirit would move in these places on the entire group and people would have different manifestations of the spirit. This move of God, God is not necessarily bringing everybody together in one location and then moving. He is moving all over the world. It's interesting because our podcasts go all over the world. They're downloaded and listened to all over the world, countries that some of them I'd never even heard of until they showed up in our podcast list. And we're hearing back from people all over the world that are being touched by God. And the thing is that everybody's life is different. Everybody's life circumstances, everybody's culture is different. But God is uniquely suited to minister to us and to the people around us with this move of God. So many people are coming to him as individuals looking for more, seeking an experience with God and an experience with love that they've never seen, but they know is out there. And as they connect with God in that way, and they connect with other people in that way, we're just seeing moves all over the world coming through individuals. And it's not like everybody is coming together. Everybody is connecting to the Holy Spirit. And that is the unique difference. A lot of times what would happen when a preacher like Billy Graham or somebody else that would come and give a powerful message, when God would flow through that person, a lot of people would look to that person and ask that person to come to their event, ask that person to come and pray for them, ask that person to manifest God to them. That's not the minister's fault. The minister was yielding to the Spirit of God. But what we tend to do is we tend to look to people instead of seeking God. And as we seek God, he will connect us with people. But we need to connect to the Spirit of God and see where He is leading. We can't just connect to an idea or a teaching or what is the newest trend in the Christian church. We need to be knit with the Holy Spirit and find where He is leading us and who is He connecting us to. Yeah, who is He connecting you to is really a relevant question. What we find out is that God is being very specific and connecting us here in Roundtown with specific people throughout the world. It's a very supernatural thing. It's not like, oh, we think it's a good idea. It's the people, they connect with us, they feel drawn to this, and they want to help in some way, and they want to support what God is doing in some way. It's an amazing thing. It really builds up our faith because we see how supernatural the connection is. And the really great thing about the people is that they are coming because God is leading them. Mm -hmm. They are convinced that God is doing something here before they even talk to us. And so we don't have to convince anybody. We don't have to even get them up to speed. They all seem to be supernaturally aware of what's going on and and just fit in. Yeah, exactly. It's an amazing thing. Another aspect I was thinking of this week about the more good news is that perfect love casts out fear. And in our world today, there's a lot of fear. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just being mainlined into people's lives until they fear this, they fear that. Somebody says that something will harm them every time they turn a different direction. So, well, they don't really even know where to turn now because everything's dangerous. But perfect love, the perfect love from above, the love of God casts out fear. You know, there's going to be more and more fear in the coming days. And people are going to fear for their lives. They're going to fear for their finances. They're going to fear for their homes and their children. And it's just going to be ridiculous. But when you are in the love of God, and the love of God is flowing through you, 
that fear cannot touch you. You may be in a midst of a whole group of people that are fearing, and you'll say, you know, it's a great day. <laughs> look at that sun out there. You know, I, I just feel exactly, good. Exactly, exactly. And they're going to look at you. Yeah, but, yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really feel like things are going to go well. And we are going to be able to be points of hope in the midst of darkness because we won't fear. And that lack of fear itself will be a powerful draw to people that are just trembling in their shoes at the things that are going to happen. We need to understand that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear is not of God. Mm -hmm. Fear is of the devil. And the devil is trying to herd the peoples of the world into a certain place that God doesn't want us to go. And because we do not fear, we won't go there. And how do we overcome that fear, especially in this move of God? We have to follow him as he leads us step by step. We don't know what the future holds. The future of the world seems very uncertain at this time. But God knows exactly what's happening. Not only that, he's in control of everything. And he has a plan for his people. And what he is calling you to in your life right now syncs up with where the world is going because he wants to use you as a manifestation of his kingdom. I remember before the coronavirus hit, God moved on you to do some specific things for the community that's here and the family that's here to make sure that things were ready. And they were things that seemed kind of quick and things that had to happen now. And we had no idea what was coming. But by the time March of 2020 came and the coronavirus hit, people were here that needed to be here, were brought from other countries. People were taken out of work that needed to not be working anymore. We had financial provision. We had supplies and everything because God led you and you listened. We even had toilet paper. We had toilet paper, amazingly. That was yeah, a miracle. Exactly. And since then, we've had a couple of different people that have felt called by God to be a part of what's going on here in one way or the other. And it's not anything that we put out a job description for, or we even told people that we needed. It was something that we felt in our spirits. It would really be great if we could have somebody come here and take care of this. And as we felt it moving in our spirits and felt it stirring, God just moved on the person and they showed up and said, I want to do this. And it's not something that we've had to coerce. It's not something we've had to twist people's arms. People are listening to the Spirit of God and doing what needs to happen here. That's how he wants to move in the entire world, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. If God is stirring in you that something needs to move in a direction and you feel like you need help, God will bring you the help that you need. And it doesn't come from a stressing. We overcome the fear by not going by our natural-minded thinking. If we try to figure things out, we're going to end up down the path of fear because we don't know where things are going. But if we hold on to God... And listen to what he's saying and follow him moment by moment. We don't even need to worry about it because where he is going to lead us is going to be safe. And nobody knows for sure. Nobody that I know of predicted the coronavirus with all the prophets and people that supposedly foresee the future. I didn't hear anyone before or after say that they predicted it. But God knew and God moved on you to prepare this household for that. And that's exactly what God wants to do in all of our lives. Let us listen to what he's saying moment by moment and be able to flow in where he's leading us. And then we don't need to be afraid because he is the one that's protecting us. He is the one that's guiding us and he will keep us from danger. Yeah, and so we don't need to fear. Yeah. And the absence of fear allows you to focus on what God wants to do without being distracted and pulled down by being afraid. And so that's a very palpable effect of being filled with God's love is that you just don't fear. And you just don't listen to people that are in fear. Yeah. That's important. The tabernacle blessing is 
good news. If you've been feeling in your spirit that there's more and that you just desire more of God, well, that's what this is. This is a Niagara Falls of God. <laughs> there's unlimited love. There's unlimited revelation. And if you really want it, God says, ask me. You know, I'm a good father. I will give you good gifts if you yeah. ask me. I won't give you something that will harm you. I will give you something that will be such a blessing to you. It will make you whole. And it's really a pathway towards perfection. And it's not doctrine. It's not teaching. It's an experience. It's an experience of God. You know, it's meeting God face to face. It's experiencing the Holy Spirit in a fuller and more complete way than you ever thought possible. And through that experience, you are changed. When you get near God, you have a tendency to conform to God, to be like mm -hmm. him, because you can't be unlike him in his presence. Yeah. If you want to really feel God, I mean viscerally feel his Holy Spirit in your life and be led of his spirit to where you know what to do, when to do it, and who to talk to and what to say, this is what you're looking for. You're mm -hmm. looking for the tabernacle experience. You're looking to be one with God. Right. You're looking to have him fully manifest himself through your body to where you become a manifestation or a revealing of his nature to the world. And that's what the world needs. The world is tired of everybody pontificating about what they know about God. They're just tired of it. It's not doing anything for them. They want the reality. We look at the heathen and we think, well, they need God. Well, yeah, and we do too. We haven't had God. We've been talking a lot about God. We've been studying a lot about God, about what he did with other people that really knew God. But as far as us really knowing God, we just don't. And so when we talk to people about him that don't know him, it rings pretty hollow. But I tell you, when a person feels the love of God pouring through you to them and you know things that you can't know about them mm -hmm. and they feel the presence of the divine in you, you have cred. You have automatic cred with them. And this is what the world needs. They'll listen to God if he's actually in you. But if you're just pretending they've been there, done that, they don't want to do it again. This is why people are leaving the church because they really need to know how do I find God for myself? What does this voice feel like? Mm -hmm. How do I know that I'm hearing God? Exactly, exactly. These are the things that you really want to know. Mm -hmm. So you're out of church. But the solution is not just to be out of church. The solution is to be with the body of Christ. Right. Wherever that is for you. This is what God wants. He wants you to complete the journey. He wants you to be with the specific part of the body of Christ that he meant you to connect with. And this is what tabernacles will do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And being with the people that you are meant to connect with is the most fulfilling place you can be. It's the most satisfying. It's where you can be used to your full potential, and so can they. We are created with a specific purpose in mind. Nothing was random. Our personalities, our giftings, our interests, our desires, even our sense of humor are uniquely suited to what God has created us for. And when he puts us together with people that we're supposed to be with, then you just feel that sinking up and you feel the notches coming together and then you move as one. Yeah, exactly. And that's satisfying, it's fulfilling, and God exponentially flows through that in a way that he can't in us individually. You need to be a dove joint. If you don't know what a dove joint, it's an interlocking joint that they use in like wooden drawers. Oh. That's the best 
for joining those particular pieces of wood together. And it's called a dove joint because it's interlocked in a certain way that it's so strong and it's so durable that the finest furniture gets made that way. Mm. And we need a dove joint with the body of Christ. You need to find out where you fit. You need to let the dove of God, the Holy Spirit, join you together with that other part of the body of Christ that you fit perfectly with. And as you do, you'll become strong. You'll become a work of art. And people will look and say, wow, that's really great. This is what you really need. You need to be joined. This is what the Holy Spirit is going to do in this coming move of the Spirit. He's going to reorganize the body of Christ according to what he thinks is right. And people are going to listen to him. And so people are just going to leave one church. They're going to go to another church. They're going to get connected to people that they wouldn't normally even talk to. They're going to go to different places of the world. They're going to come and they're going to coalesce into these parts of the body of Christ that actually function. And this is going to be amazing when you get two or three gathered together and Christ is in their midst. Amazing things happen. What if 200 people get together that actually dovetail together like God wants them to? That's when you're going to see the book of Acts and beyond. And beyond. You know, the book of Acts and the following epistles, they're a starting place. The first church never reached perfection. The first church was going that way, but then it was persecuted by Rome for a couple hundred years until it was driven underground. And when it emerged, it was taken over by the Catholic Church. And we all know how that got during the Dark Ages. But what God is doing today, he's drawing the parts of his body together again that he wants to fit together very precisely. And if you will listen to him and actually go and be with the people that he wants you to be with, You will see God flow through you in miraculous way. And you will complete the journey that the first church failed to make. Mm. Because God is going to have a perfected people. God is going to have a bride without spot or blemish. God is going to have a holy habitation of stones, living stones, that are put together by him in the order that he desires. And he is going to dwell in this amazing structure and the world is going to see christ as they've never seen him before this is coming this is here and you specifically hearing my voice today are called to be one of those living stones precisely joined together in god and this is what you are destined for and if you will yield to god If you will simply say yes to his Holy Spirit and receive his love and receive his leading, God will put you where you're supposed to be and you will function as God intended. And that functioning will be life to those around you. And you will shine as the stars of heaven in the firmament. And God will do a miracle in your life and God will do a miracle in those around you till you will say the half has not been told. That's right. And those stones coming together are building the holy habitation of God so he can dwell with people because he wants to be with man and he's going for that. There's a prayer that Jesus prayed that has not been completely answered yet. And we know that every prayer that Jesus prayed is going to be answered. And that is, let the world see that you are my disciples by the love that you have one for another. 
we don't see that. We haven't seen that in the fullness. We've seen bits and pieces of it, little snippets from time to time. But the love that the body of Christ is going to have for each other is going to be so dynamic and so apparent and so different from anything the world has experienced. Yes. People will be able to see these people are Christians. Exactly. I know they're Christians. They're not Christians because of how they dress or how they speak or because they don't drink or because they go to church. They're Christians because of the love they have for each other. And people are going to want that. People are going to experience that. That's what God is going for. This is the answer to Jesus's prayer, that his people would be one as he and the Father are one, that God would dwell in them the way that God dwelt in Jesus. God would dwell in us the same way and that we would be recognized by our love. This is the move of tabernacles. This is the answer to Jesus's prayer. Exactly. And God wants to come and live with people. And in order to do that, we've got to be perfected. We've got to be aligned. We've got to be with the people he wants us to be with. The love of of God that's powerful is not necessarily going to flow through us to every single person in the world, although we will have a measure of love, I believe, for everyone. But that intense agape, deep love that God is talking about is for the people that he connects us to. And that is where the power is in being with the one that God wants you to be with, to be fitly joined and then experience that love and demonstrate that love. Yeah, you know, tabernacles has always been a big thing. When Solomon dedicated the temple that he built, it was on the Feast of Tabernacles. And that's when the Shekinah glory came so powerfully that the priests could not stand to minister. And when Christ said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, he stood up in the Feast of Tabernacles. Mm -hmm. In the millennium, during the restoration of the Israelite kingdom, if you don't come up to worship at Jerusalem during the Feast of Tabernacles, you get no rain for that yeah, year. it's important. <laughs> it's an important thing to God. Mm -hmm. And in the Gentile church age, the kingdom of God is not a physical kingdom. The kingdom of God is within the hearts of men. Yes. And so the revelation of God through these feasts is not a physical revelation. It's a spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. That's why... Salvation is a experience. It's a feeling of the lifting of sin from your body and from your heart and from your soul. It's a spiritual experience when you speak in other tongues. You yield your tongue and God speaks through you as the Spirit gives the utterance. The tabernacle experience is not going to a tabernacle. It's becoming a tabernacle. Exactly, exactly. It's becoming what God wants mm -hmm. to be. He fills you as the vessel, the chosen vessel. And it's a spiritual experience. And this is how God has chosen to work with the Gentile church age because we are not the natural branch. We were grafted into the natural olive tree because of Israel's unbelief. They were cut off for a season, but they'll be put back in. Exactly. So all these things are given by revelation and you have to receive them by revelation. People think that you're going to get to God through teaching, and that's so last century. <laughs> it's not teaching, guys. It's receiving revelation personally by the Spirit of God so that you know what God is speaking to you directly and not through some third party. That's right. And this is more good news because what we all want is to have a life experience that is fulfilling. 
how exciting is it to hear from God personally for you and what's going on in your life, to give you a revelation about something that you need to do or someone that you need to minister to or just some way you need to prepare for what's coming? How exciting is it to live a life where you feel loved? Do you feel God's love for other people? You feel God's love for you? You love yourself in a new way. How wonderful is it to be able to go to a fish's mouth in a lake and get the money you need for taxes? That's the kind of life we're called to live. It's good news. There's peace. There's joy. There's love. There's abundance. There's no lack. It's more good news that happens when we allow God to be dwelling in us. Let God tabernacle in you and yield yourself to him fully and just do everything he says. It's a very exciting life. And there is so much more to God than anything we have ever experienced. And there will continue to be more. And it's an exciting journey and wonderful news when you can step into that and really know him more and more and more on an increasing level. Amen. So that's what we have today and for this week at God's Love Club. And I would encourage you that you continue to share these broadcasts with other people that you know that can benefit. What we're finding is people who receive and desire to hear these things know other people that desire to hear them too. And it's really the best way this is spreading. You know, it's, it's through people-to-people contact. God goads you to send it to your friend over in the United States who sends it to his friend over in Japan, who sends it over to Russia, who sends it down to South America. This is how God is doing this, and I think it's really a cool thing. And mm-hmm. so if you know people that will benefit from this revelation, then pass it on. Do a good thing and let God's love flow through you and flow to them so that they will be blessed also. And we just thank you for listening. You know, if you've made it to the end of this hour, you get a gold star. <laughs> There's some people that have so many gold stars, going to start adding a platinum star for That's those right. who have 10 gold stars. <laughs> You've done really good, you know, and it's because you're hungry for God. And we are blessed that you receive. God is going to take what he gave you today and he's going to make something grow in you that becomes very, very beautiful. And that's our reward, to know that you've been blessed and that you will grow in him into a perfect and spotless bride. We really appreciate you listening to us. We really appreciate you being open to consider the things that God is saying. Mm-hmm. As always, take that which you find good and don't worry about everything else. One thing that you find that minister to your spirit and really resonates with you can change your entire life if you let God work through that. God keep you and we'll see you next time on God's Love Club. Bye-bye. Bye.